0: And welcome to Here's Johnny's All Reviews, the Miffy Review Podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme. As it's October, I am doing something I'm calling Shocktober, which is my look at the Predator movies. Tonight's podcast will be my look at both Alien vs. Predator movies. First up is Alien vs. Predator, coming out in 2004. Coming hot in the heels of Freddy vs Jason, the other verses that brought two big franchises together, that the fans were demanding for years. In this one we have Zeno Morse vs... Yachaga? I think I pronounced what they call Predators, if not, I don't give a shit. Uh, the movie decades in the making, based off the comic book and indeed video games. I have a memory of seeing bus stop adverts for this movie back in 2003 saying your votes will give us the ending, i.e. you voted on an alien or a predator and it's supposed to show the world's stats live underneath the pictures, Other bollocks of course. But it was fun to push while you're waiting for a bloody well bus. I mean, mm. I had played the Elvis vs Predator games for the Atari Jaguar which I thought were utterly shit, also the PlayStation 2 games, which were kinda like uh, Command and Conquer style, but they were sorta meh also. Anyway, this could be a long enough podcast as a fucking will, let's, let's just dive into these suckers. With its $60 million budget, this thing pulled in $177 million. Brought to us by Paul W.S. Anderson, post Resident Evil, so should No, this will be flashy, filled with slow-mo and awful characters. Plus this came out at the height of the Matrix clones, so that's doubly fucking bad. Starring Sienna Lohan, Raul Bova, Bova sorry, Ewan Bremer, Colin Salmon, Tommy Flanagan and Lance Hendrickson. Are the plot, during an archaeological expedition to the Antarctic, actually Antarctica even. A team of scientists and archaeologists find a pyramid under the ice. Soon after, a predator starts hunting the team to make things worse. The team finds alien eggs. So now they have to deal with two threats. It's down to one scientist and one lone predator to stop the alien menace. But can they do that before the Earth is overran? Find out here. So after the Fox 21st Century Fox fanfare and studio do logos. Do we get a shot of what looks like an alien queen? Filch you! It's a satellite in space. Lame. And we get a date: the 3rd of October, 2004. So this is seven years after events of Predator 2. The satellite is a Whalen Corp one, which picks up a heat signature in the Antarctica. The Antarctica, whatever. It sets off all sorts of alarms at a Wayland control tower and spot the dipping bird from the movie Alien. In a nice nod there. QA Mission Impossible style, op- Mr. Impossible 2 rather, opening. As we meet Alexa, played by Sayana Lohan. Uh, this movie's Ripley. And she's climbing up some ice cliff. She gets a call on her cell phone because it has some great fucking coverage, this cell phone. It's from Wayland Lackey, Stafford, played by Colin Salmon, fresh off his skint for Resident Evil. He offers her a job, plus a full year funding, if she agrees to meet him the next day. So, I'm getting Jurassic Park flashbacks here, by Chip At the top of the ice cliff, Stafford is waiting for Chopper to take her away. Cut to Mexico. And here we meet Sebastian, played by Raul Bova, who is an archaeologist. And he's digging up to find some sort of hidden pyramid. And all he finds is a Pepsi bottle top. Because that's funny, right? Uh, he's offered the job next. I'll take it back. This is actually the fucking Jurassic Park opening. So we a helicopter fucking blowing dust over a bloody well place. He's offered, I think it's five years. But the little one offered one year. Anyway, cut to a helicopter flying in Antarctica. In which we meet Graham, played by Ewan Bremer. Who is just so happy to be there, he takes pictures of fucking everything. Uh, In the back of the copter with him is our rootfully wannabe. Who tells him they've passed the PSR, the point of safe return. I.e. they use up half their fuel, so they're fucked. And if they have to crash land in the water, they only last three minutes because of the temperature of the water. This shocks Miller. Or Graham, rather. uh, You're in the Antarctic. Uh, What the fuck? Do you think it's going to be warm, you fucking idiot? Oh, by the way, none of these people are wearing warm clothes. I mean, at one point, Alexa takes off her warm winter jacket, and all she's wearing is a long-sleeved, john style top. Yeah, this is Antarctic, my arse. Anyway, on board an icebreaker ship, we meet the rest of the team, as Stanford tells them what's happening. This team isn't important, just meet for the fight. I'll point out one person, Adele Russo, played by Agatha de Adela- Bolly? Bolly? I got to put her name. She has a spike hair blonde. Ah, and she's a gun nut. But this pisses off the fucking wannabe. So that's her whole characteristics. The blonde hair and the fucking... The guns. Ooh. Ah. In walks Mr. Wayland. Played by Lance Hedgertsing. Bringing Bishop to this piece of shit. Oh, dear God. Ah, note. Ridley Scott hated this movie. But James Cameron loved it. Seeing as his third favourite alien movie. This... Hmm. And why am I getting alien Prometheus from this opening? Did Riddle Scott take notes from this thing? Anyway, moving the fuck right on. He shows the team his findings, i.e. a pyramid under the ice. Which he wants to find out what it is and who put it there as quickly as possible. Also, who activated it? Eight minutes into this movie and this movie falls off the fucking rails. As Whelan tells the team the pyramid has three different sizes: Aztecs, Cambodian and Egyptian. Sebastian then pipes up, this might be the very first pyramid ever built. Why does this 3D model on the computer look like it's one from Resident Evil? Actually a leftover from Resident Evil. I mean it was like the fucking... Um... The umbrella Corporation thing under Raccoon City. Where Resident Evil 1 was set, but moving the hell right on. Alexa tells Weyland it'll take her at least a month to train everyone on how to survive on the ice. Wayland says, tough shit love. You have to get there. In less than a week, no matter what, she walks off, only to be talked into staying. That night, from behind the moon, a Predator Mothership fires a landing craft and gets into the ice with several Predators on board. No wait, that's some sort of laser beam that cuts through the ice and goes right into the pyramid, which is supposed to be like two to 5,000 feet under the ice. Anyway, next morning, Alexa lays down three ground rules. One, no one goes anywhere alone, which is ignored. Number two... Constant communications like, again, is ignored. And three, things go wrong at ice, Someone will be a hero, again. All of these rules are fucking ignored. Out they go with all their digging equipment on snow cats. Elixir and Sebastian flirt with him, pointing out the hunter's moon. At an old whaling station site, they find the predator laser hole leading straight down to the pyramids. Handy dandy that, because it would have took a week or two to dig down that depth, but hey ho, one laser beam later and we're down! The team splits up to explore the station. Agree I'm taking pictures because that's his one trait. As Alexa tells Sebastian, that station was abandoned in 1904 under mysterious circumstances overnight. Ooh, what could it be? Sebastian finds the laser hole perfectly dug in the ice. So, notes it could have been fired from space. So down they go. With more Resident Evil leftover 3D effects. As in little ship the Predators arm up. Alexa finds out Wayland is dying. And this is his last big hurrah. The team go down on foot. Taking equipment downstream via bobsleigh. One gets loose and almost kills Wayland. Luckily Alexa saves him by sticking a pickaxe or an ice axe rather through the hood of his jacket. Handy that. At base camp, the other team are taken out by the Predators as a snowstorm hits. You've got to see, I'm loving these dildo-shaped Predator landing craft type things. Anyway, who are these guys? Why? Why? Who are they named? Who cares? The movie doesn't tell us. Why the fuck should I give a shit? They're all killed in about two minutes anyway. Meanwhile, at the bottom, Alexa checks out the Pyramid Base alone. So there's no fucking splitting up, love, you know. Well, and tells her he can't find a team or equipment who cut through the ice. With that, lights are turned on, and we see how big this pyramid set actually is. In goes Wayland's team, ignoring Predator statues as they do. Some unnamed cameraman sets off a booby trap and yet more Resident Evil 3D model liftover effects. Do we see how big the inside of this pyramid is and indeed how deep it goes in the bowels of the pyramid is an alien queen who has risen from the bowels of. I guess it's Earth. Somehow she's frozen, but hmm. She is then unfrozen and then forced to lay eggs. Sebastian notes the weird writing on the walls and gifts are all weird warriors in combat, i.e., the alien and predators. Once the predators are taken care of the base camp, down they go to take care of the Whalen team. Meanwhile, deeper down below, Whalen's team finds a sacrificial chamber with platforms built specifically for the xenomorph eggs. Someone points out all the chests of the victims, that is, that are lying there for fucking centuries, are ripped open from the inside, not the outside. Therefore, it wasn't humans that did this, it was something else. Ooh, spooky. Much, much lower. Does the Queen spit out eggs as she, again, she's been forced to be impregnated? Stanford notes there's a room below the chamber so check it out with alexa sebastian and indeed wayland leaving russo behind with her team to catalogue everything they find in the sacrificial chamber under the chamber sebastian tells alexa he's found a control panel of sort that can be a calendar showing years months weeks days etc etc and this is long before calendars were invented he also points out the pyramid changes every 10 minutes, how he gets that idea, who cares? Note, uh, before opening the control panel, which is actually a coffin, they find inside predator shouldered cannons, which of course he takes with them, because of course they do. Uh, why the press aren't wearing them? As soon as the land is beyond me. Anywho, Larry, Curly, uh, Curly and Mo, a.k.a. the three predators, find out on our 3D models, the humans have their big guns, so hunt them down next. Also, Removing the guns has set off another booby trap and the pyramid is now set to change every 10 minutes. Here, the movie now falls off the rails and is rolling down a fucking cliff. Now trapped, the team panic. Russo's team get eggs popping up, which quickly hatch as facehookers, well, hug their face. In some terrible boat time CGI. Cue terrible... Or rather, the, the facehookers leap at them in terrible fucking bullet-time CGI, meanwhile, Q, terrible, and I do fucking mean terrible, Red vision. that was like fucking Nintendo, Virtual Boy fucking looks, uh, I mean it's bloody terrible. Deeper, and I do mean deeper down, Wayland's team go, looking for a way up and out, as Russo's team wake up, just in time for chestbusters to, well, chestburst. so the alien life cycle has now sped up to 10 minutes, was this true to Predator tech? Russo is first to die, as back with Whelan's team, they arm themselves with guns, because of course they do, and during the firefight, they're taken out by predators, because why wouldn't they have guns with them, you know, and the pyramid changes shape yet again. Wayland with Alexa, uh, Sebastian and Stanford are trapped together, as Graham is trapped with some unnamed gun-toting red shirt. Speaking of the redshirt some other unnamed man is killed, taken out by an alien and scene strictly from Alien a.k.a. Dallas's death in the bowels of the ship so it's now 10 minutes from Chessbuster to Xenomorph what the actual fuck movie the pyramid changes yet again Miller and Red Shot is next in the scene right now Aliens, a.k.a. Vasquez lost in the air ducts, well Drops the shoulder cannon, so gives it to Alexa to carry. Yet more Vulture Boy vision as he watched on from above. Next to die from the Predator net, out of Predator 2, is Colin Salmon's character, Stamford. More Predators attack, taking out Wayland. Well, knocks some to his actually. As Alexa fights one, Sebastian is then struck with another one. The one attacking Alexa is taken out by a Xenomorph tail. And a shot as the xenomorph looks the Predator directly in the fucking eyes before forcing its second mouth directly through its face. The one attacking Sebastian takes out that xenomorph and cue a bitch slap fight as Alexa, Sebastian and gonna will run for it. And I love how during this WWE hissy fit fight you get to see the trainers or sneakers as the Predator is wearing. I believe they're Nikes. Limited edition or special edition Nikes. The Predator swings around the alien by its feet and in its tail. So much so that it runs off for a sneak attack which the Predator sees coming and fires a net at it. Trapped, it falls through the floor. So Predator goes in for an easy kill. Too bad the alien kills him. The alien is now marked on his face. I'm calling it net face. Sebastian, Alexa, and Wayland run to the way out. But he can't run no more Wayland that is. So he huffs on his inhaler thing or auction tank, what the fuck it is. As the last predator comes for them. But he lets Whelan live as he is riddled with cancer. Whelan don't stand for that shit. And pulls out his, I don't know, inhaler thing and lights it using a flare. And dry roasts the fucking predator. That has no effect. So the predator kills him and just throws him down the flight of stairs. This gives Sebastian and extra time to run for it. Running for it, the predator pyramid changes yet again. This splits up Alexa and Sebastian who always get crushed between two columns. They find out the one predator that is left throws a smart disk which barely misses Alexa. She watches the last predator mark his skin and indeed his helmet after taking out the two aliens and indeed a facehugger. And this guy I'm going to call Scarface. Too bad. While he's doing so, a facehugger sticks up behind him and implants him. Anyway, Sebastian then spews out of thin air what is happening. Predators are the ultimate hunters, where aliens are the ultimate prey. And this is indeed their favourite hunting ground. A test of just how pure a hunter the predator can be. Also here, is where the fucking movie comes off the rails, throws off the cliff and is covered in a pile of shit. As he explains, predators helped mankind build pyramids so they can be worshipped as gods. They also taught us to use various tools and such. Anyway, also the predators can have a place to train and the humans can worship them every 100 years to come back to hunt. So why the fuck's it ten years between Predator and Predator 2 then? Graham wakes up, still alive, but wrapped up in xenomorph spit or a nesting shit. Just so an egg hatches, he grabs a gun, shoots at it as he blows it clean out the air. He then wastes the rest of the clip in on it, but too bad. Another one opens up and he's all face-hugged. Back to Alexa, who wants to hand over the Predator shoulder cannons to help fight the Overrunning running xenomorphs sebastian says no until she spells it out to him if xenomorphs make it to the surface the earth is completely fucked a door opens so alexa and sebastian run for it only to run straight into xenomorphs they run and leap across a massive gorge only for sebastian to be taken out by netface now alone alexa kills a xenomorph using a spear Scarface drops as Scarface in this alien fight, for some bloody well reason. She hands over the gun once she has gutted the Zero Morph. Scarface makes her a shield out of the alien head and a spear using its tail. After that, he, I don't know, he marks her in the face with the, the blood showing she's a she's a blah, 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 blah. He then attaches the shoulder cannon and takes out several Zero Morphs attacking from behind. Netface, along with other xenomorphs, free the alien queen, so it is now on. Meanwhile, Alexa finds Sebastian in the alien nest, but it's too late he's dead. Scarface drops his nuclear bomb thing, blowing up the pyramid, so he and Alexa have to run topside. However, Netface and other aliens are waiting for him and a bobsleigh, so Alexa kills one, so she and... Scarface ride the bobsleigh to freedom as the pyramid blows up behind him, and that scene is fucking goddamn ridiculous. Too bad the alien queen is waiting topside, so Alexa and Scarface take her on. Scarface is beaten and killed, much like Bishop and aliens. Not too worried, however, Alexa throws chains around the queen, who ties it around a, a water tower, and the queen falls into the cold, dark waters below. A Predator Mothership decloaks to take Scarface away. The Predator King gives Alexa a telescopic spear and just leaves her there. In space, Scarface's chest bursts open uh, to reveal a Pred-Alien. As credits roll. So that was Alien versus Predator, a dumb popcorn movie that should your brain be left at the door. Yes, it should. This is fucking ridiculous, much might... My- Anderson's Resident Evil movies. Characters you don't care for, action for action's sake. This isn't however, boring, it's just monumentally stupid. Like, how is the alien lifespan sped up? Why didn't Scarface fuel the chestburster? Why didn't the King Predator not scan his body for picking up the fucking body? And how will Alex get back home? Who cares? I'm gonna give this thing a very, very, very generous 5 out of 10. Still, you stay right there for Alien vs. Predator Requiem. So, coming out three years later with a much lower budget and no Paul W.S. Anderson. This takes Dumb to a new fucking level. So, let's just dive into it. With its 40 million dollar budget, it pulled at $130 Starring a bunch of people you have never heard of. Stephen Pascal, Ruku Aylsworth, John Ortis, Johnny Lewis and Sam Trammell. Directed by the Strauss brothers. The plot set minutes after events of Elvester's Predator. The Pred alien is now fully grown. And has killed all the Predators on board the mother ship. It crash lands on Earth but it quickly makes New worse. A small town is then targeted. So it's down to a sheriff and a retired soldier to stop this alien threat. Can another alien take down the Pred alien? If so... Who will win. After the fanfare and logos, I noticed this is shorter. Thank you, but Jesus! An hour and a half, so did a fucking hour and 50 minutes it was lasting. <laughs> anyway, it opens up with the Alien Resurrection logo with a Virtual Boyle Predivision as it pops the titles Alien vs. Predator Rectum, Oh, sorry, Requiem. Then shots of the mothership in space, still above Earth. As uh, a predator, alien, it runs amok. By the way, this thing went from newborn to fully grown in about, what? 10, 20 minutes? Why? Also, what I've also noticed here, why do predators have facehuggers in jars? Also, why is this so fucking dark you can't see shit? Is this to hide the seams on the suits? Or the fact they sell together and use to stick about plastic hopes and dreams? I think it is, this looks fucking cheap. I love the fact the producers asked Danny Glover to come back he says no they also asked that Alexa chick to come back but she says no so you know this is a piece of shit and this pred alien looks like shit also it looks like a xenomorph smoked one joint and now he's a Rastafarian with dreadlocks and the predator face but it has the alien body for some fucking reason any it makes short work of all the predators on board the ship and then somehow causes a ship to crash land on Earth. I have to say, this one predator pred alien takes out about half dozen, if not thirty. Actually, I think it's like a thirty predators in one fucking quick action scene. Anyway, once crashed, a predator alien sends out the facehuggers as quickly. A hunter and his kill kit is killed. Is this shocking? Uh, no. Because well people done it in that was a PG movie, so fuck you and killing kids for the sake of shock and all. Anyway, on to shots of the Predator homeworld, where an extreme hunter-predator, they called Lone Wolf, in the behind the scenes, played by Ian White, who also played the Predator in Alien vs Predator. Well, the last one anyway, Scarface. Oh, and the Pred-Alien is played by Tom Woodruff Jr., if you, if you care, I mean, hmm. Anywho... More moved, picks up a distress call from the mothership ship, back at Earth. So arms up to clean up the mess. Back on Earth meets some of the cannon fodder. First up is Sheriff Morales, played by John Ortiz, who isn't pleased the town bad boy Dallas, played by Stephen Piscow, is back in town after being let out of jail. Seems the town were besties when he was younger, but Morales cleaned up his act, and he's he, he is indeed now the town sheriff. On to yet more cannon fodder, as that was his little brother, Ricky, played by Johnny Lewis. He's a piece of delivery guy who's... Also the wannabe town bad boy? Cut to sewers, and doing this it just cuts to fucking sewers. With some unnamed deputy checking out the huge open sewers to chase out the homeless. What the fuck? This can't be real. Do homeless people live in sewers? With rivers of piss and shit flowing past? Also... They have walk-in sewers. Yeah, bullshit. Anyway, back to Ricky, who has to deliver a pizza to the house of a girl he is sweet on. Just a shame she has an asshole boyfriend and his boys hate on Ricky. Uh, they pick a fight with him and toss his car keys down the sewers. But way, anyway, she is Jessie, played by Kristen Hager. And the douche boyfriend is Dale, played by David Peku. I think pronounced his name. After the uncalled for beating, Ricky has to walk back into town. As back in the woods with the sheriff, he is now looking for the deputy. he sent to clear out the the homeless from the sewers who's been missing. No, wait, he's looking for the hunter and his kids. Speaking of which, the chestbursters hatch, killing the dad and the son. More cannon is introduced in the shape of Sergeant Kelly, played by Rico Ellsworth. As he returns home from deployment... We also meet her husband, Tim, played by Sam Trammell, and her daughter, Molly, played by Ariel Grad, who is estranged for the mother due to her being away for years on end. Hours, and I do mean hours later, Ricky returns home to arm up with a baseball bat to stop Dale and his bros from kicking his ass, but Dallas stops him, saying there's no need for violence. Oh, God. In the woods, going into the sewers are terrible cgi facehuggers which quickly attach themselves to the homeless as a predator alien watches on it also then bitchlaps a xenomorph away so it can kill a female homeless person so this thing's basically an alien queen then okay then meanwhile in space lone wolf has arrived at earth he quickly checks out the mother ship looking for predator mass to see what's happened he then destroys all the evidence using some sort of acid After doing some CSI shit on board and then arming up. That night, little Molly is playing with the night vision glasses. Her mother gave her. Her mother then tells her to go to bed. But she says no because she wants her daddy to tuck her in and tell her a story. What a little fucking brat she is. Later. So it took all day to get back to Jesse's fucking house. Dallas and Ricky hunt in the sewers for his car keys. Great idea there, mate. Go at night with one cheap fucking flashlight, you bloody moron. In the sewer, water, do they find zero morph? Skin, floating. Also, the symbol costs long dead homeless, but just ignore that. And also find a chest buster, but I think it's a rat, so ignore that one also. Anywho, like I said, this is dumb. They find the keys and hide till the fuck out of there, because they hear weird growling noises. So, deeper in the woods, a search stream is looking for the hunter and its kid. Too bad Lone Wolf has got into the bodies and is poured over the acids and the dissolving the bodies. Also he takes out a deputy just for fun. Next morning, the hunter's wife is putting out missing posters. Missing people posters that is all around town. More cannon order introduced because why the fuck not? In the shape of Carrie, put by Gina Holding, who is a waitress at a coffee shop. Seems her boyfriend is a deputy Lone Wolf has killed. Uh ...which one of the other deputies finds the his skinned, gutted body strung up by the ankle. Jesse then hits on Ricky as he's getting changed outside his pizza shop. What, why is he getting chased outside in his car? Mm. She invites him to a pool party that night at the high school. As you do. Later, Lone Wolf checks out the sewers, destroying all the bodies and indeed Xenomorph nesting. Wait a minute here, he's destroying evidence of alien life, Yes, he skins a deputy? What the fuck, maybe? Anyway, also in the sewer he leads a trap of laser tripwires. And he takes on many, many Xenomorphs, as many as he can, until the Predator, the Predator, the Predator, the Pred-Alien rather, uh, kicks his little arse. With that, the Pred-Alien leaps out of the sewer via a manhole and takes out the town wait it's now night time so it was mid afternoon when Lone Wolf went down in the sewers it was only 5 minutes and it was fucking dark oh god Lone Wolf gets chased straight to the coffee shop which is overrun by Xenomorph and Carrie is then killed cut to Molly tucked up in bed she hears something on the outside of her house so she checks out with her night vision goggles it then cuts to a bar for some fucking reason, where the sheriff tells Dallas they found the deputy what th- the lone wolf killed. As on the radio, the sheriff is told of an explosion in the sewers, which you think is a gas line. Nope, it was the predalien. Speaking of which, lone wolf tracks it down, along with other xenomorphs to a power plant, which kills the power to the entire town. Now bathed in darkness, does the sheriff... Call for National Guard for help. Later, Ricky shows up at the school for the pool party. Too bad Dale and his boys show up to break up the pool party of just him and Jessie. She stripped down to her I know, brand panties for some fucking reason. I mean, it's supposed to be what October, so wouldn't it be fucking freezing? Ricky is then beaten up yet again and almost drowned in the school pool. Yeah mate, this chick ain't worth it, dump this chick, she's fucking toxic. He's in a morpher shot out of fucking nowhere and dives into the pool where it takes out one of Dale's boys. The others run for it. Ricky, Jesse and Dale run out of the fucking school. As another one of Dale's boys is killed off screen. Back to Molly. Who sees a wharf in the backyard? She screams, daddy, daddy, there's a monster. Sergeant Caleb pulls a hole. Mummy said there is no monster shit from aliens, as the fucking dad is killed by the Xenomorph. Back at the school, Lone Wolf cleans up the Xenomorph as it feeds on the body of one of Dale's douche bros. Hold on me here. Ricky shows up at the power plant to tell the sheriff what happened at the school. How the fuck did he know what the sheriff was? So he and Dallas check it out, finding nothing but blood trails. Sheriff radios for backup, but the Prid Alien has taken out the entire station. Later, Wolf is up a tree fixing a wound he got while fighting the Prid Alien at the power plant. So it's hours later and he finally fixed this fucking thing. What the fuck? With that, the town is being emptied for reasons National Guard are then called in. But they are quickly killed by xenomorphs. Suddenly, the sheriff heads to the gun shop to arm up. What the fuck? A few xenomorphs get in and panic ensues. Meanwhile, outside, the National Guards are taken out by xenomorphs, which they walk past because they're fucking idiots. The sheriff radios National Guard HQ and are told to get to a pickup zone in the middle of town. Dallas says nope and heads to the hospital. Too bad the pretty alien is... And they're forcing eggs down the throat of pregnant women, turning their unborn babies into Pred Aliens. As Sergeant Kelly shows up at the gun shop, she takes over because she's a sergeant. So the group splits into two: one heading into town, as the other one heads to the hospital. Meanwhile, at the hospital, the Pred Alien has made a nest, and many Pred Aliens are hatching. Lone Wolf goes there to fight the Pred Alien once and for all, but this thing is bigger and stronger. Yes, he so he's fucked. Meanwhile, a shitty colonel is sending a nuke to block the town sky high and destroy everything inside it. The sheriff heads to the pickup point, but he is killed in the blast. As Sergeant Kelly and her team head to the hospital, she helps kill Zero Morse with a handy dandy sawn off shotgun Predator shoulder cannon thingy. Now, what have we got? She's inside a fucking armour personnel carrier. Why don't you just drive that fucker out of town? Until it runs out of gas for crying out loud. Who the fuck wrote this ending? Kelly's teams, well, at least the red shirts, are killed, and so does the Jesse chick. She gets speared to a wall with one of these smart discs. Lone Wolf takes out xenomorphs while heading to the rooftop, but he is stopped and has to have a fight with the pred alien. Kelly gets to the chopper and flies off as a nuke hits. It's a stalemate, however, as both Lone Wolf and Pred-Alien die in a nuclear explosion. The chopper crashes just out of town. The army picks up the survivors and the Pred-Alien son of shotgun with the shitty colonel saying, it's not for the world, is it? Handing it to Mrs. Yatani as credits roll. So that was Alien vs Predator Requiem. A completely dumb, barely watchable. No, I mean, you can barely see the fucking thing. It's so bastard and dark. Cheap. Nasty cash grab and this is getting a very, very generous zip zero nada out of ten. Still, come back this week as I look at Predators. The rest of the month is The Predator, my fifth year anniversary podcast special with special guests. And my Halloween special with another special guest, my co-host from my second podcast, Two Geeks Talk Movies. November is Nick Cage month and December is Festive Fear too. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at here's Pod and email me with suggestions to reviews at gmail.com Check out my other franchise podcasts of Aliens, Batman, Resident Evil, Underworld and more. Also my solo podcast of The Thing, The Stuff, The Fog and many, many more. A bye and remember, I watch these bad movies soon I have to. Now these were some ugly motherfuckers <laughs> back.